0: From Luke's Gospel, Edward asked me to bring a short word tonight, and um, it got longer as I sort of... So I'm sorry if it's not as short as uh, we'd planned, but we'll see how we go. So it's Luke 17, reading from verse 20. It should be on the screen if you'd like to follow it, or in your own Bibles. Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is in your midst. And if you've got a Bible with you, you might have a little note there saying, see down below. And in your midst could be also within you. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you, will know, when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. People will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to another. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up until the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on his housetop with possessions inside should go down and get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding corn together. One will be taken, the other left. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. Then Jesus told them a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let's pray together. Father, as uh, we read your scriptures, we ask you to give us understanding and insight that we might be molded by your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not grateful for the Pharisees for much, as I read through the Gospels, but I am grateful to the Pharisees for asking Jesus this question. When will the kingdom of God come? Because if they had not asked him, we would not have got this reply recorded for us. As we draw to this week of prayer and commitment, we are seeking God's kingdom to come. We began with that prayer that Jesus taught us. Your kingdom come, your will be done. But there is something about the now of the kingdom of God and there is something about the not yet of the kingdom of God. We know that. Sometimes if you follow the teaching of Jesus on the kingdom of God, certainly in Luke's gospel, uh, you could find it a bit hard to follow the plot. In chapter 11, he tells us that the kingdom has come. He says it in reference to a healing that is performed. Driving out demons, he says, the kingdom of God has come. Then elsewhere, he says, as he's taught us to pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done. On another occasion in Luke 12, verse 31, we're encouraged to seek his kingdom. And then in the very next verse, verse 31, he says, your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. And when Jesus is crucified and one of the thieves turns to him and says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So which is it? Is the kingdom here now with us or is it yet to come? Has it already arrived or are we looking forward to it? And of course it's both and. That's why I'm grateful for the Pharisees. And they may have been sarcastic when they asked Jesus, So, so Jesus, when's this kingdom coming then? And bearing in mind that their expectation of a kingdom would be very different from what Jesus was talking about, they would have been thinking about the overthrow of the Romans. Jesus' reply provides us, or I hope it provides us, with some helpful pointers. Four headings. The kingdom is both about Jesus and about God's work in us. It's both about now and not yet. Here and the future. So, heading one God's kingdom is about Jesus right now, as he spoke. But Jesus was deliberately ambiguous because in the translation we have two ways that you could read what he says The kingdom of God is in your midst, he says. In other words, the kingdom of God is here standing right in front of you. Can you not see it? He is the king of the kingdom. He is God's kingdom personified. The king has come. His kingdom is at hand, within reach. It's here now. Heading two, God's kingdom is about you and me. Here and now. In other words, anyone who believes in Jesus, if you can say tonight that Jesus is your Lord, your Saviour, your King, and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, we realize that we are partners with God in his kingdom. We partner with God in his rule and his reign in the world one of the most effective things we can do for the kingdom is spend a week in prayer. But it's why Jesus says it's unobservable. There were many people who surrounded Jesus who wanted to see acts of power and miracles and things to be impressed by them. That's not why Jesus did miracles. He says the kingdom of God is is unobservable. You can't necessarily see it coming. So the world that doesn't know who Jesus is has no idea that the kingdom of God is here and that the kingdom of God is coming, that there's a revolution on, that a new creation has begun because they're totally oblivious to it. And on the outside, if we look around, just take a moment to look at each other, We look just like everybody else. Some of us have got hair, some of us haven't. Some of us are younger, some of us are older. But we look like just anyone else. If we were walking down the street, we wouldn't have... I mean, some of you may have this, I haven't noticed yet, but I will look out for a holy glow about you. You know, that ready brett glow that everyone would... Oh, yes, that person's in the kingdom, Normally, we look like anyone else. We walk the same ground as anyone else. We breathe the same air as anyone else. We suffer the same pains and struggles as anyone else. Yet, unobservable to anyone else, we are carrying the kingdom of God within us. We are agents of the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. People might not see it on the outside, but on the inside, Everything is different. We are in partnership with God's Holy Spirit to extend God's rule and reign on the earth. Heading three, God's kingdom is about Jesus sometime in the future as well. Jesus talks, before the kingdom can fully come, he must be rejected, crucified, raised to life again, ascend into heaven. And you know, the early disciples were expecting Jesus to come back very quickly. You read through the early letters of Paul and he is expecting Jesus to return soon. You read the latter letters of Paul and he's realized that it might be some time. And however long it takes, it doesn't matter because he's coming. And for some, that time passes and they begin to scoff. He's been gone so long. Is he coming? Time will pass and he makes reference, Jesus, to the days of Noah, to the days of Lot and the destruction of Sodom. The delay only means that God is saving and saving and redeeming and bringing this new creation. That time during which people will be given time to choose whether they live in this world or whether they live for the king and his kingdom and look for the day when the king returns, when the son of man is revealed. Part of me wants Jesus to return tomorrow. But part of me doesn't because there are people who are not yet saved. I want to see saved. And if he returns tomorrow, it may be that they're like those in the days of Noah. They're like those in the days of Lot. He said, well, we'll drink and be merry and then, you know. But it doesn't matter what I think because he's coming at the right time. Jesus calls himself the son of man. You know it's his favorite self-description of himself. It's given to the king of kings in the prophet Daniel chapter 7 in his vision. When he sees the king coming on the clouds of heaven and his dominion will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed like the son of man. So he is warning here the Pharisees and Anyone who refuses his kingdom, make no mistake. Though they may sneer at his kingdom, may they not get it. Every knee will bow before him one day. Every tongue will confess his lordship one day. He is coming again, and he will come as the King of glory. As the lightning strikes and lights up from one end to the other, everyone will see him. Heading for God's kingdom, is about you and me in the future as well. Although this kingdom revolution, this new creation has already begun and it may be unobservable now, it is coming and we are part of it. You are part of the new creation. You are a new creation. But what you are will be made clear on the day when Jesus returns. Because you will be like him. And you will see him as he is. John 1 says, what we will be has not yet been made known. We will still be us, but we will be like Jesus. And we will rule and reign with Jesus. And I don't know what that really means. Except he promised it. And we will be invited to that great banquet of the king. Chapter 13, verse 30 in Luke's gospel. And that glory of the king will be revealed in us. Chapter 22, verse 30. And I confer on you a kingdom so that you will eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and reign with me. So, yes, the kingdom of God has come in Jesus. It comes through us, his church. It will come in its fullness when Jesus returns. And when he returns, we will be revealed for who we really are. Maybe we will get that holy glow then. And then Luke places this parable... Right after this section, this parable of the persistent widow, which is where I started. I thought I'm going to speak about this parable because it's the week of prayer that we've got, but I was drawn into looking at the kingdom of God coming because it's a prayer that I pray so often your kingdom come, even for situations, for broken situations, for children, for marriages. Because we want to see God's kingdom break into that. But notice that that parable ends with a reference to the second coming of Jesus. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And it's a call by Jesus for us to not give up praying for the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus encourages us through this parable, never stop, never give up, however long it takes. Don't be tempted to think, well, I've prayed for that for so long. I'll stop now. No, we keep on. And those of us who have prayed for years and years for things and still not seen the fulfillment of them, I know the disappointment of that sometimes. But we don't see the whole picture. I had a revelation of this just a few uh, weeks ago when we took Tina's celebration. She's with the Lord Jesus. She came to faith gloriously, was a great evangelist. One of her friends who is in the church had invited her for many, many years to come on an Alpha course. Tina said, no, 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 no. Someone else invited her and she said, yeah. Is that an answer to the first person's prayer? Of course it is. Kingdom came. And eternity changed. Never give up. The kingdom of God is within us. And he is working in and through us in ways that we cannot conceive at times. And we must never doubt that God who hears and delights in In our persistent prayers, will come, will answer. As this unjust judge who didn't fear God and didn't care about anyone. What a thing to have written about you. In the scriptures, this man didn't fear God and didn't care about anybody, but even he was moved because of the persistence of this widow. He was afraid that she would beat him up. Had this idea of us laying into God in prayer. Sometimes we we need to do that. I was reading a little... um, description of prayer I uh, it was from Tim Keller's book on prayer and um, I just noted a few things down so I thought you know when you read things you just underline them Hermie gets annoyed because I highlight books but things and, and crease the pages oh, it's librarians for you, you don't, they're not library books I don't do that in library books prayer is faith made visible someone said. Prayer is faith made visible. You have to think about that one. Prayer changes things and changes us. Prayer is the easiest thing in the world and the hardest thing in the world. George Herbert said, prayer is God's breath in us, returning to its creator. Prayer is God's breath within us, returning to its creator. It is the soul, in paraphrase, the heart on pilgrimage. I like that one. Prayer is the heart on pilgrimage. It is reversed thunder. Thunder. So as we embark on 24-7, I'm so pleased, Edward and I have been so pleased as we've looked at that list being filled and filled and filled and filled and filled and filled, and And then we realized we'd left off the other Sunday, (laughs) or it got lost, and we're trusting it will be filled. So thank you for taking part in this week. Who knows? We won't be able to measure it in two weeks' time. What's God done then? but I tell you something, the kingdom of God will have come. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. We just commission ourselves tonight, Lord.